Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek. Also interviews with special guests and a few little surprises along the way. And let's get underway. Wow, we're pulling into port a little late with this one, but with good reason. We were out at Trek Fest 34 last weekend, and Trek Fest is an annual celebration in the town of Riverside, Iowa, the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. And it was quite a party, with a parade and Star Trek costume contests, live music, a talent show, a demolition derby, and more. I particularly enjoyed getting to stargaze with the Cedar Valley Astronomy Club on Friday evening. There were several members of the club with very powerful telescopes, providing some amazing views of Jupiter, Saturn, and other heavenly bodies. And no one did the bit where you put a little Enterprise in front of the aperture, because it's fun, but it gets old fast. So thanks to them for a nice evening under the stars. Additionally, John and Mary Jo Tenuto were on hand to present two lectures, one about the making of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and one about the life of Leonard Nimoy. John and Mary Jo are former guests of this show and shared many facts about Khan and Ricardo Montalban with me when we discussed Space Seed, and they had even more to present for their lectures, including unseen photos from the making of Star Trek II straight from the archives of Khan director Nicholas Meyer, who is a graduate of the University of Iowa in Iowa City, just a short distance away from Riverside. And I learned something I didn't know about the mysterious Khan baby, sometimes seen in grainy pictures from the set of Wrath of Khan. If you want to know more, check out our show on Space Seed with the Tenudos. I'll post a link in the comments. Or follow the Tenudos at at Tenudo Family on Twitter. And I got a chance to check out the Voyage Home Museum in Riverside, which is dedicated to all things Trek, and it features props, costumes, and merchandise from Trek's history and also the history of Riverside and the surrounding area, which was also fascinating. On Saturday, I took a drive around town and I was trying to decide which house James Kirk may have, um, will have lived in as a child. Stupid time travel. Um, And I think I found it. I reasoned that because Kirk loves horsemanship. He probably grew up with horses, so I headed to the edge of town to find a property with a corral or stables and I think I found the perfect candidate. You can see it and all of the pictures I took at TrekFest, including one of the new bronze statue of Captain Kirk that was unveiled this year at TrekFest, on our Instagram at Enterprising Individuals, all one word, on the gram. Thanks to Riverside and the organizers of TrekFest, the trek really does begin there. It was fun. We're almost done this week, but I first wanted to touch on a news item you may have seen recently. That's right! Jonathan Frake said recently that he made a cardinal mistake in directing... Are you kidding me? We're getting five new freaking Star Trek shows! I simply do not have the ability to control these emotions. Okay, first things first. A lot has happened since we last talked news. Uh, Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts, the showrunners of Discovery, are no longer the showrunners of Discovery. Co-creator and EP Alex Kurtzman has stepped into their role as showrunner, and he will remain there until the end of season two. Akiva Goldsman, who is an executive producer on the show, and also I think he's 
helps out in the writers writers room. Uh, he's not returning for season two. Uh, we won't go into real specifics. Uh, we don't really know the specifics yet. But suffice it to say, these departures were motivated by allegedly abusive onset behavior on the part of Bergen Harberts, and because of clashes of uh, quote personality and management style on the part of Goldsman. More on this if we ever learn more. Now on to the next bit of news, which came out just days later. CBS has announced they've inked a $25 million deal with Kurtzman for him to oversee the development of five new Star Trek series. Now, nothing is confirmed for sure, but here's the scuttlebutt. We've got a teen-oriented series set at Starfleet Academy. We've got that con show that Nick Meyer has been working on for forever. We've got... Another show, um, something, it's maybe a limited series. Uh, we, we, we don't know a lot about this one. Um, it's probably going to be a limited series. Uh, the con one will also probably be a limited series as well, or a mini series. And we've got an animated show. And there are rumors, just rumors, that Kurtzman and Goldsman are producing a series that could feature the return of Patrick Stewart in the role of Captain Picard. This is unbelievable news. It's history in the making. There's never been five greenlit Star Trek shows in development at once, and we've got one on the air currently. Now, who knows if these will all actually see the light of day? I mean, you know how these things go. Anything can happen. Plus, that Starfleet Academy show, that was a bad idea when Harv Bennett had it. But the folks behind Gossip Girl are working on it, so maybe, wait a minute, no, that's not good. And, and, and Kurtzman, <laughs> you, you know how I love Alex Kurtzman. Uh, he should change his name to Berman because he's the new guy in charge of Star Trek. And man, I really want to say something about that. But it's not the time. This is such a wonderful day. There is no need to spoil it by pointing out that the bride looks a little pregnant. Kudos, CBS. And we'll have more updates, listeners, as soon as we hear them. I want to mention quickly that... As I'm sure you've heard, Harlan Ellison has died at the age of 84. I talked to a lot of people involved in sci-fi writing and TV production on this show, and I always ask people if they have Harlan Ellison stories, particularly because Harlan Ellison stories never disappoint. And also because I want to experience the range of excuses I get from people like... Um, I have a story, but, you know, I, I don't want to get in trouble or you know, I, I don't want this to get back to him or don't say I told you this, but off the record, because, yes, Harlan was an irascible and a litigious man, but also he touched everybody's life in some way, even if it was with a subpoena. The importance of his contributions on sci-fi and specifically on Star Trek cannot be overstated. I don't have the time or even perspective right now to do them justice. So we're going to talk about the life and work of Harlan Ellison on our next supplemental show. But in the meantime, if you have a story about Harlan Ellison, he can't reach you now. His lawyers were good, but they're not that good. And anyway, he's busy suing God for not existing or, or he's doing something else amazing and impossible now, wherever he is. So I say, share your stories with us. Call 612-234-5232 if you have a Harlan Ellison story. I'm going to collect them all. We're going to share them on the next show. That's 612-234-5232. Leave your story after the beep. Um, an interaction between you and Harlan, uh, a way that he inspired you or even insulted you, you met him at a con, let us know. Once again, it's 612-234-5232. And remember, your story may be used on the air. Don't worry, you're safe now. You have a mouth and it's time to scream. 
You can also send your stories or anecdotes to eistpod at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook and Twitter at Enterprising Individuals or eistpod on Facebook and at at eistpod on Twitter. We're waiting to receive your transmission. That's it for this supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals. If you're an Apple Podcasts listener and you haven't yet, why not look us up on Apple Podcasts and make sure that you're subscribed to the show. Also, write us a little review if the spirit moves you and give us a rating at the very least because we'd appreciate it. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can still subscribe to the show on Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get our show from. And if you leave positive comments and ratings and reviews on those platforms as well, we would be eternally grateful. Next week on Enterprising Individuals. Starship combat, like its precursor naval combat, is often portrayed as furious exchanges of ordnance, camera-shaking impacts, and clenching your fist and yelling fire. But it's just as often a game of waiting, a game of lulling your opponent into a false sense of security, of outthinking them, playing dead, letting them come in for the kill, and then whispering fire quietly. Submarines on Earth have played the game of cat and cat since their invention, and that tradition has made it to the stars of the 23rd century, as Kirk and crew face off against an opponent who is as wily as they are mysterious. New York Times bestselling author Andy Weir joins the show next week to discuss the original series episode that gave us the Romulans, showed us we needed photon torpedoes, and introduced Mark Lennard to the Star Trek universe. It's Balance of Terror, next time on Enterprising Individuals. And until then, I'm your Captain Caliban signing off and saying live long and prosper. Yeah.